What is up, college lacrosse fans? You are watching week six of the Lax Factor College Lacrosse Weekend Recap Show. We have a ton of games to get to today. We have Towson at Duke, Rutgers at Syracuse. We have Notre Dame at Virginia. We The list goes on. Loyola beat up on Navy. So before we get to it, be sure to like and subscribe. That's the main way that you can help us out. Just hit that little thumbs up. It, it's, it's not really that hard. And subscribe to our channel. That is also not difficult, but... That is it. I digress. Let's get into it. And the first game that I wanted to talk about, number five, Towson coming down and playing Duke. Duke sitting at number two and eight and one. They are they are just ridiculously good. Towson's not bad at five and two. Duke pulls this one out 12 to 10, as most of you already know. What we take away from this, Duke is really, really, really good. And Towson's not too bad. They're not too bad either. It went back and forth much of the first two and a half quarters of the game for the most part. Towson scored. Duke took a lead early, but then Towson scores three of the last four goals of the half so that it's tied up 6-6 at the half. Towson goes on a run, uh, continues their run, I should say, into the third quarter. So at one point they were sitting up 8-6. to six. And before Duke goes on a four-goal run to take the lead back 10-8, to eight. And uh, once once Robertson Robertson gave Duke a nine to eight lead, they never let it go again. After that, Van Raphorst of all people, he goes one and one on the day. He scored a goal in transition late, and he had an assist in transition earlier in the game. Duke manages to win this game despite losing nineteen of twenty four faceoffs to Alex Woodall. Woodall was incredible the entire game once again for Towson. So that's going to be key for Towson. I mean, they they lose this game, yes, and now they're sitting at five and two, but they lost to number two Duke at Duke, and they put a good they put up a good show here. Towson was led by Brendan Sunday, four goals, one assist. Timmy Monahan, two goals, one assist, and Tyler Canto played solid between the pipes for Towson. He's been a little bit hit and miss depending on the game, depending on the competition, but 16 saves against Duke. He's one of the main reasons that it was actually a close game, him and him and Woodall in the end. But Sunday continues to impress. Four goals, one assist. Duke led by Brad Smith, three goals and a helper. He's starting to look like, I keep saying it every week, he's starting to look like himself, but it's just because he keeps getting better every week. And that's going to be, that. that's one of the reasons Duke is now eight and one sitting so pretty and Joey Manown, two goals, two assists. So solid game all around, uh, out of both teams, Van Raphorst, Halla for scoring a goal and an assist in a game as a defender. That was awesome. Every week, the Syracuse game is near and dear to my heart. I grew up about 45 minutes to an hour from the Carrier Dome. I, I, I grew up going to the Dome quite often to watch games. And, and every, you know now that we can watch them on TV, I, I watch pretty much every Syracuse game that's, that is on TV. So that's why you get to hear me talk about Syracuse so often. They have number 16, Rutgers, coming to the Dome. Rutgers at 4-3. and three. Syracuse, number 13, sitting at 3-2. and two. And Syracuse pulls this out. Rutgers owned this game for 3.5 quarters for sure. Syracuse didn't lead for the first time until Griffin Cook scored late on a feed across the field from Nate Solomon with 6.48 left in the fourth quarter. And then from there, Syracuse just closed out strong. They scored the, the final five goals after that. Adam Charlambidi scored with 8.41 left to play to give Rutgers a 14-13 lead. 
But in the end, Charlembeides, he was crazy. He goes six and two on the day and has an eight eight point game. His eight point game ended up being neutralized by Trimboli and Nate Solomon, each going for four goals and one assist. Charlembeides, he had five first half goals, and that's kind of what lifted Rutgers above Syracuse in the first half. Nate Solomon and Trimboli's three goals and two goals, respectively. That's what kept Syracuse in the hunt. Uh, so that they had a chance to win this game at the end. But Syracuse just went on a run. Once uh, Rutgers took the lead 14-13, Syracuse rolls like they tend to do and wins at 18-14. So stats, Nate Solomon and Tromboli, as I said, both four goals and an assist each. Brad Voigt goes three goals and a helper. Rafis one and three. And Lipka, Cook, and Curry, all two goals and an assist. So that continues to look good offensively offensively for Syracuse that they're spreading it out and all sorts of guys are getting involved at times Curry looks like their best player today Trimboli looked excellent scoring a couple from outside a couple on the run so it was a great game Charlotte Beatty's though six goals two assists Kieran Mullins one goal six assists for Rutgers so they they look solid they're going to do fine but Syracuse wins the day I almost forgot one of the reasons that it was close early and late was Max Edelman. Edelman goes for 19 saves for Rutgers. He stood on his head. Drake Porter in cage for Syracuse. He looked shaky early. He's been solid all year. Porter looked shaky early, but he ended up pulling it together, came up with a few big saves, especially down the stretch as Syracuse was trying to go on a run. But Edelman, 19 saves. I had to come back here and make sure that I, I, I dropped props to Edelman because he had a hell of a game. Cornell had an Ivy League matchup against Yale. So we've got number three, Cornell, traveling to play number four, Yale. Both teams with four wins. Cornell with two losses, Yale with just one. And it was it was all Yale pretty much from the beginning. It, it wasn't as close as even the 16, uh, 16 to 11 final made it look. Mostly because TD Erland won 24 of 30 faceoffs. The dude is just bonkers. He actually lost the opening faceoff. I remember that. And then he went on to win a bunch of faceoffs after it all blurred together after a while. Freshman Matt Brandau for Yale. He looked excellent. Six goals, two assists. I think they said he only had five goals coming into the game, and he goes six and two, which is incredible. Matt Gaudet, the Mats, we're going to call them the Mats now, Gaudet and Brandau, they both put up hat-tricks in the first half, so they're what helped get Yale started quick early. Jack Starr had a couple of early saves, so he looked solid as well. Jeff Teat was quiet. All of the usual suspects for Cornell were quiet. Connor Fletcher didn't factor at all. Teat finishes the game one and one. So he, he didn't really do much. Chris fake on the day. He caused two turnovers, neither of them against T, but that, you know, so, but defensively Yale, this is, we've been waiting for Yale's defense to put it all together in a single game and, and play good from, from start to finish in all aspects of the game. This was that game. Uh, fake had two, two cause turnovers, two ground balls. He beat some people up uh, in the end for Cornell. Clark Patterson goes four goals, two assists, Piatelli goes four goals, one assist, and Teets, quiet day, one and one. And Yale, Matt Brandau, six goals, two assists, Gaudet, five goals, and Brian Te – oh, I, was, I thought there was – I was going to separate Brian Tev Tevlin's name. But uh, Tevlin and Jackson Morrill each go two goals and two assists for Yale in the win. Number seven, Notre Dame traveled down to Charlottesville to play number 12, Virginia, and we saw a lot of bipolar play out of both teams. It was a game of runs. UVA jumped out to an early 4-2 lead. Alex Road came out hot and played tough for Virginia early, and I think that's where they get that lead from. Notre Dame answers that with an 8-1 run. 
of their own to to take a 10-5 lead at one point late in the game. And then UVA goes on to outscore Notre Dame over the final quarter and a half with an 8-1 run of their own. So we just saw run after run after run. Starts out UVA with a lead. Notre Dame gets a sizable 10-5 lead in the middle. And then UVA just closes closes it out as strong as you possibly can with that eight-goal run. Eight, eight to one run. Uh, Docs Aitken and Ian Laviano, they each had three goals apiece over the course of that eight goal run for UVA. UVA wins the fourth quarter in terms of score despite losing five of six faceoffs. So we, we keep seeing that trend where teams are getting ro- uh, just roasted at the faceoff X and somehow still pulling it out. At least the strong teams are. Wheaton uh, Jacoby scores two goals and two assists for Notre Dame. Virginia led by the usual suspects again. Laviano, five goals. Matt Moore, a goal and three assists. Michael Krause, one and two. And Dox Aiken, the three goals. But Virginia improves to five and two. That was a huge win for them. Notre Dame drops to three and two. And great game had by all. An excellent ACC matchup. And Virginia really needed this one. And they got it. Villanova got a beatdown at the hands of Maryland. It was the big three for Maryland that jumped the Terps out to an 8-2 lead. Over that stretch, Bubba Fairman, two goals and an assist. Jared Bernhardt, two goals and an assist. And Logan Wisnowskis, two goals. So the Big Cats, they come out strong for Maryland, give Maryland a big lead that they never relinquished. Danny Dolan was strong in cage again for Maryland. He puts up 13 saves. For Villanova, one bright spot. Connor Kirst, two goals and an assist. But that was pretty much about it. Maryland, Fairman goes 4-2 and two on the day. Bernhardt, 3-2 and two on the day. DeMeo, Wisnowskis, and Dubik all scored two goals each for the Terps. Nobody had it worse than Penn to start the season. Penn started the season out 0-3. Their three losses were to number three Maryland, number five Duke, and number five Penn State. Then they ended up getting wins over number 11 Villanova, num- uh, number nothing St. Joseph's, and then they just beat Princeton. Cornell's next for Penn, so that is really going to be a, a really good test for them in the Ivy nonetheless. Princeton, they had a 7-6 lead in this game with 13-36 left in the third, a goal scored by Jake Stevens, and then Penn scored the next five goals of the game, and they just kept going after that. Reed Junkin, he made 14 of his 18 saves for Penn through the first three quarters. So here, Princeton's winning this game 7-6 at some point in the third, and a big reason for that was Reed Junkin. He had four, I think, four saves over the course of the fourth quarter. If I was reading the stats correctly, that's how they broke down. And the fact that he made those 14 saves early is the reason that it was even close for Penn to jump on this at the end and then go on that huge run to win it. So Princeton's usual suspects were all quiet. Sowers and Brown, just a goal and two helpers each, and those guys have been tearing it up. Penn, Adam Goldner goes for five goals. Sam Handley and Sean Lully go for two goals and three assists and Reed Junkin and his 18 saves. So Penn starts out 0-3. They're now sitting at 3-3 with Cornell up next and don't front on Penn because, you know, Cornell now loses to Yale. They're not feeling great coming into this Penn game. Penn has already played the best teams in the country, a far tougher schedule than Cornell. So they're going into this game against Cornell feeling good. So good luck to Penn, but I love Cornell. I got to root for him being an upstate guy. Number 14, Georgetown. I'm going to keep talking about them until they lose again, and I'll probably even talk about them in the, the next game that they lose, but they're sitting at 7-1 seven, seven and one after this 13-10 win over Drexel. 
They they've played semi weak competition, but it's not terrible. They're just teams, all teams that are sitting a little bit under five hundred. Sacred Heart, they're above five hundred. They're solid. Towson, Georgetown played them respect respectably, but the important thing is they're winning. And over the next four, we'll see how they really are. They have Marquette, Denver, Providence, and Loyola over the next four. So we'll really see how good Georgetown is once they get done with this four-game stretch. Stats, Daniel Beccaro, five goals and an assist. He's been solid all year. Jake Carraway, four goals and a helper. He's also been solid all year. McElroy, 14 saves in net for Georgetown. Drexel, Reed Bowring goes for six goals. And Matthews Varian, two goals and three assists. So Drexel... They had no reason to hang their heads. It was an excellent game, but Georgetown sitting at seven and one. So it'll be interesting to see how they finish off. Navy took on Loyola and it did not go well for the midshipmen. Loyola gets the big win 18, five. It was never close. Loyola scored the game's first nine goals. Loyola led 11-2 at the half, and the big reason why was Pat Spencer. He had three goals and three helpers over the course of the first half of this game, so he just continues his tear. A little plug, we did a video a couple videos back. I'll put a link in the description profiling why Pat Spencer is my pick for the Twarton, at least at this point in the season. So be sure to look in the description and watch that video if you're a Pat Spencer fan. And then back to it, Spencer finishes the game, four goals, four assists. Kevin Lindley considers uh, continues his off-ball tear, five goals. John Duffy, three goals and a helper. And Jacob Stover played solid in cage today for Loyola with 14 saves, 73% save percentage. percentage. So that's solid. Navy, Ryan Wade, and Michael Foster, uh, I thought it was Forster, but it says Foster in my notes, a goal and an assist each. And it was a hell of a game for Loyola. They just proved that they're a really solid team. Navy sitting at four and three. They're not slouches. Loyola was just a much better team on this day. Army improves to six and two on the season. They get a big one goal win over Holy Cross, seven, six victory. Holy Cross led actually this game after three quarters. Mike Silva tied it for Army with 1029 left in the fourth quarter. And then Nate Jones, he messed around. He scored himself a goal with 203 left to give Army the lead. And then he scored another goal with 42 seconds left to seal it. Army won despite losing 14 of 17 faceoffs to Dan O'Connell from Holy Cross. Holy Cross drops to two and five, but Army sticking with their winning ways, sitting at six and two right now. So they're going to be a very tough, tough um, um, team to have to play in the Patriot League. This week, we finally have some D3 action. We had RIT take on York on Friday night down at Stevenson in the Mustang Classic. Excellent game. Went back and forth most of the game. And in the end, my boys from RIT end up pulling it out. I believe the final score was 10 to 6. I'm kind of flying by the seat of my pants because I didn't have it on me. But it was an excellent game. And and these D3 dudes, they go hard and they play legit lacrosse, especially at this level, the upper levels of Division 3. These guys could hang with Division 1 teams. So hats off to RIT. RIT.